0: Welcome to the Chronological Bible Podcast by Love to We are reading the New Living Translation of the Old Testament. Week 19, Day 2. 2nd Chronicles chapter 13 verses 21 and 22. Meanwhile, Abijah of Judah grew more and more powerful. He married fourteen wives and had twenty-two sons and sixteen daughters. The rest of the events of Abijah's reign, including his words and deeds, are recorded in the commentary of Iddo, the prophet. 2 Chronicles chapter 14, verse 1 When Abijah died, he was buried in the city of David. Then his son Asa became the next king. There was peace in the land for ten years. Second Chronicles chapter 13 verse 20. So Jeroboam of Israel never regained his power during Abijah's lifetime, and finally the Lord struck him down and he died. First Kings chapter 14 verses 19 and 20. The rest of the events in Jeroboam's reign, including all his wars and how he ruled, are recorded in the Book of the History of the Kings of Israel. Jeroboam reigned in Israel 22 years. When Jeroboam died, his son Nadab became the next king. 1 Kings chapter 15, verses 25-31 through 31. Nadab, son of Jeroboam, began to rule over Israel in the second year of King Asa's reign in Judah. He reigned in Israel two years, but he did what was evil in the Lord's sight and followed the example of his father, continuing the sins that Jeroboam had led Israel to commit. Then Baasha, son of Ahijah, from the tribe of Issachar, plotted against Nadab and assassinated him while he and the Israelite army were laying siege to the Philistine town of Gibbethon. Baasha killed Nadab in the third year of King Asa's reign in Judah and he became the next king of Israel. He immediately slaughtered all the descendants of King Jeroboam so that not one of the royal family was left, just as the Lord had promised concerning Jeroboam by the prophet Ahijah from Shiloh. This was done because Jeroboam had provoked the anger of the Lord, the God of Israel, by the sins he had committed and the sins he had led Israel to commit. The rest of the events in Nadab's reign and everything he did are recorded in the Book of the History of the Kings of Israel. 2 Chronicles chapter 14, verses 2-15 through Esau did what was pleasing and good in the sight of the Lord his God. He removed the foreign altars and the pagan shrines. He smashed the sacred pillars and cut down the Asherah poles. He commanded the people of Judah to seek the Lord, the God of their ancestors, and to obey his law and his commands. Asa also removed the pagan shrines, as well as the incense altars, from every one of Judah's towns. So Asa's kingdom enjoyed a period of peace. During those peaceful years he was able to build up the fortified towns throughout Judah. No one tried to make war against him at this time, for the Lord was giving him rest from his enemies. Asa told the people of Judah, Let us build towns and fortify them with walls, towers, gates, and bars. The land is still ours because we sought the Lord our God, and He has given us peace on every side. So they went ahead with these projects and brought them to completion. King Esau had an army of 300,000 warriors from the tribe of Judah, armed with large shields and spears. He also had an army of 280,000 warriors from the tribe of Benjamin, armed with small shields and bows. Both armies were composed of well-trained, fighting men. Once an Ethiopian named Zera attacked Judah with an army of one million men and 300 chariots. They advanced to the town of Marishah, so Asa deployed his armies for battle in the valley north of Merisha. Then Asa cried out to the Lord his God, O Lord, no one but you can help the powerless against the mighty. Help us, O Lord our God, for we trust in you alone. It is in your name that we have come against this vast horde. O Lord, you are our God. Do not let mere men prevail against you. So the Lord defeated the Ethiopians in the presence of Esau and the army of Judah, and the enemy fled. Esau and his army pursued them as far as Gerar, and so many Ethiopians fell that they were unable to rally. They were destroyed by the Lord and his army, and the army of Judah carried off a vast amount of plunder. While they were at Gerar, they attacked all the towns in that area, and terror from the Lord came upon the people there. As a result, a vast amount of plunder was taken from these towns too. They also attacked the camps of herdsmen and captured many sheep, goats, and camels, before finally returning to Jerusalem. Second Chronicles Chapter 15 Then the Spirit of God came upon Azariah son of Oded, and he went out to meet King Asa, as he was returning from the battle. "'Listen to me, Asa!' he shouted. "Listen." All you people of Judah and Benjamin, the Lord will stay with you as long as you stay with Him. Whenever you seek Him, you will find Him. But if you abandon Him, He will abandon you. For a long time Israel was without the true God, without a priest to teach them, and without the law to instruct them. But whenever they were in trouble and turned to the Lord, the God of Israel, and sought Him out, They found him. During those dark times, it was not safe to travel. Problems troubled the people of every land. Nation fought against nation and city against city, for God was troubling them with every kind of problem. But as for you, be strong and courageous, for your work will be rewarded. When Esau heard this message from Azariah the prophet, he took courage and removed all the detestable idols from the land of Judah and Benjamin, and in the towns he had captured in the hill country of Ephraim. And he repaired the altar of the Lord, which stood in front of the entry room of the Lord's temple. Then Asa called together all the people of Judah and Benjamin, along with the people of Ephraim, Manasseh, and Simeon, who had settled among them. For many from Israel had moved to Judah during Asa's reign, when they saw that the Lord his God was with him, The people gathered at Jerusalem in late spring during the fifteenth year of Asa's reign. On that day they sacrificed to the Lord seven hundred cattle and seven thousand sheep and goats from the plunder they had taken in the battle. Then they entered into a covenant to seek the Lord, the God of their ancestors, with all their heart and soul. They agreed that anyone who refused to seek the Lord, the God of Israel, would be put to death, whether young or old man or woman. They shouted out their oath of loyalty to the Lord, with trumpets blaring and rams' horns sounding. All in Judah were happy about this covenant, for they had entered into it with all their heart. They earnestly sought after God, and they found him, and the Lord gave them rest from their enemies on every side. King Esau even deposed his grandmother Meekah from her position as queen mother because she had made an obscene Asherah pole. He cut down her obscene pole, broke it up, and burned it in the Kidron Valley. Although the pagan shrines were not removed from Israel, Esau's heart remained completely faithful throughout his life. He brought into the temple of God the silver and gold and the various items that he and his father had dedicated. So there was no more war until the thirty-fifth year of Esau's reign. Second Chronicles chapter 16, verses 1-10 through 10. In the thirty-sixth year of Esau's reign, King Baasha of Israel invaded Judah and fortified Ramah in order to prevent anyone from entering or leaving King Esau's territory in Judah. Esau responded by removing the silver and gold from the treasuries of the Temple of the Lord and the royal palace. He sent it to King Ben-Hadad of Aram, who is ruling in Damascus along with this message. Let there be a treaty between you and me like the one between your father and my father. See, I am sending you silver and gold. Break your treaty with King Baasha of Israel so that he will leave me alone. Ben-Hadad agreed to King Asa's request and sent the commanders of his army to attack the towns of Israel. They conquered the towns of Aizhan, Dan, Abel, Beth, Maekah, and all the store cities in Naphtali. As soon as Baesha of Israel heard what was happening, he abandoned his project of fortifying Ramah and stopped all work on it. Then King Esau called out all the men of Judah to carry away the building stones and timbers that Baesha had been using to fortify Ramah. Esau used these materials to fortify the towns of Geba and Mizpah. At that time Hanani, the seer, came to king Esau and told him, Because you have put your trust in the king of Aram instead of the Lord your God, you missed your chance to destroy the army of the king of Aram. Don't you remember what happened to the Ethiopians and Libyans and their vast army with all of their chariots and charioteers? At that time you relied on the Lord, and he handed them over to you. The eyes of the Lord searched the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. What a fool you have been! From now on, you will be at war. Esau became so angry with Hanani for saying this that he threw him into prison and put him in stocks. At that time, Esau also began to oppress some of his people. First Kings chapter 15, verses 16 through 22. There was constant war between King Esau of Judah and King Baasha of Israel. King Baasha of Israel invaded Judah and fortified Ramah in order to prevent anyone from entering or leaving King Esau's territory in Judah. Esau responded by removing all the silver and gold that was left in the treasuries of the temple of the Lord and the royal palace. He sent it with some of his officials to Ben-Hadad, son of Tabramon, son of Hezion, the king of Aram, was ruling in Damascus along with this message. Let there be a treaty between you and me like the one between your father and my father. See? I am sending you a gift of silver and gold. Break your treaty with King Baasha of Israel so that he will leave me alone. Ben-Hadad agreed to King Esau's request and sent the commanders of his army to attack the towns of Israel. They conquered the towns of Ijon, Dan, Abel, Beth, Ma'eca, and all Kinnereth, and all the land of Naphtali. As soon as Baesha of Israel heard what was happening, he abandoned his project of fortifying Ramah and withdrew to Tirzah. Then King Asa sent an order throughout Judah, requiring that everyone, without exception, help to carry away the building stones and timbers that Baesha had been using to fortify Ramah. Asa used these materials to fortify the town of Geba. In Benjamin and the town of Mizpah. 1 Kings chapter 15 verses 32 through 34. There was constant war between King Esau of Judah and King Baasha of Israel. Baasha, son of Ahijah began to rule over all Israel in the third year of King Esau's reign in Judah. Baasha reigned in Terzah 24 years, but he did what was evil in the Lord's sight, and followed the example of Jeroboam, continuing the sins that Jeroboam had led Israel to commit. 1 Kings chapter 16 verses 1 through 14 This message from the Lord was delivered to King Baasha by the prophet Jehu son of Hanani. I lifted you out of the dust to make you ruler of my people Israel, but you have followed the evil example of Jeroboam, you have provoked my anger by causing my people Israel to sin. So now I will destroy you and your family, just as I destroyed the descendants of Jeroboam, son of Nebat. The members of Baasha's family who die in the city will be eaten by dogs, and those who die in the field will be eaten by vultures. The rest of the events in Baasha's reign and the extent of his power are recorded in the Book of the History of the Kings of Israel. When Baesha died, he was buried in Tirzah. then his son Elah became the next king. The message from the Lord against Baesha and his family came through the prophet Jehu, son of Hanani. It was delivered because Baesha had done what was evil in the Lord's sight, just as the family of Jeroboam had done, and also because Baesha had destroyed the family of Jeroboam. The Lord's anger was provoked by Baasha's sins. Elah, son of Baesha, began to rule over Israel in the twenty-sixth year of King Esau's reign in Judah. He reigned in the city of Terzah for two years. Then Zimri, who commanded half of the royal chariots, made plans to kill him. One day in Terzah, Elah was getting drunk at the home of Arza, the supervisor of the palace. Zimri walked in and struck him down and killed him. This happened in the 27th year of King Asa's reign in Judah. Then Zimri became the next king. Zimri immediately killed the entire royal family of Baasha, leaving him not even a single male child. He even destroyed distant relatives and friends. So Zimri destroyed the dynasty of Baasha, as the Lord had promised through the prophet Jehu. This happened because of all the sins Basha and his son Elah had committed and because of the sins they led Israel to commit. They provoked the anger of the Lord, the God of Israel, with their worthless idols. The rest of the events in Elah's reign and everything he did are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Israel. Thank you for joining us on this journey through God's word.